If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. We're about to jump into part two of obligations and expectations. I guess the last one would be um, how much obligations do we have to our career, job, coworkers, and or companies that we work for? That's heavy. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. I guess it depends in part if you are employed on a contract with a specific employer um, and you are contracted to provide goods and services. Um, And I say that in that way because in the military, as um, currently as a National Guard, as a part-time employer, uh, my current contract is six years. Um, So I'm obligated to that contract for whatever duties and, and, and task and whatever else that I am to perform within, you know, legal rights and all this, that, and the other. Um, within there, they can sever my contract for whatever justified reasons. I can sever that contract with justified reasons. But at the end of the day, when it comes to those types of jobs, you're obligated to perform. You're obligated to provide those goods and services. Right. I mean, at least with that type of contract, at least there's some type of balance, i.e. if things on your side, you see that the company's doing that's not benefiting you or that's detrimental to you, you can at least, uh, you know, go through the necessary process to terminate that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I, I feel like we're having a employer, um, with the space I'm in, nigga, I'm not obligated to your ass for shit. You <laughs> dig? The thing about it is, at any point, for any reason, you can terminate my ass. You know, you you might wake up in the middle of the night and say, you know what, that brother right there, I don't like him. You could come up with all kind of ways to to terminate me, and I've mm-hmm. seen it done. You know. Um, to certain people uh, throughout my, my working career where, you know, just because one person doesn't like you, uh, you become a target. Mm-hmm. And, and you're cut from, you know, that employer. Right. Um, but with the space that I am, I'm in now, uh, I, I don't feel an obligation to mm-hmm. my employer. I feel an obligation to my uh, customers or the customers of my company 
because you know we're we're in a space where you got to be on point with the job that you do. <laughs> so I, I I try to make sure I provide the best service that I can, you know, to our customers. But as far as my employer, I'm just a number to them at the end of the day. True, I I've proven myself to be an asset to them, mm-hmm. but even being an asset, you know, there's still no obligation on their part to keep me. You know, at any point they could come up and say, you know what, these numbers aren't looking right. We're going to have to let some people go. Right. And you being one of the top earners here, your ass need to go. So yeah. uh, again, it goes back to there. there's no loyalty there. You know, I, I can point fingers or get mad or whatever, that's still not going to change the fact that, you know, at any time these people can say, hey, uh, thank you for your service. Uh, Get your last check on the way out the door. Yeah, And that's pretty much those at-will jobs and stuff like that with no no, uh, um, unions and stuff like that. Um, They can be like, hey, don't want you no more. And and to a degree, they don't hold no obligation to you because, like you said, it's a numbers game. Um, yeah. it, it's sad because um, I'll use the word dedication. If I'm dedicated to you, then you should be obligated to take care of me because... I mean, because you said, you know, you you feel obligated to your the, to the customer to do right. X, Y, and Z, but at the on on the other side of that, your company is obligated to the customer, which kind of obligates you to the company to hold up what they said, and then when you peel back the layers, it's like well. At, at, at any day, you can say, I don't want you no more. And that kind of, you know, kills that obligation factor. Yeah, it does. It, it throws it right out the window. Yep. And it, it's like you can be, what I've learned from my, my working career, and this is, you know, a lot of years. The thing that I've learned as far as uh, loyalty and obligation to any particular company, if it's not your own company, you're wasting your time by going all out. And I'll give you a prime example of this, right? Um, I had this position where I worked for this uh, train manufacturing company. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm naming any names, but uh, I was a line supervisor. Now, in order for this line, let's say this line was like probably a good half a mile long, um, depending on how many trains we we or cars we had on that day right. uh, to get out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in order to make this line work sufficiently, I would come in a good half an hour or an hour early. Mm-hmm. Because my position was so uh, vital to this line and how this line flow is that if I didn't do it, I'm pretty much 
well, we're pretty much holding up the whole damn line. Right. I.e. holding up production. Mm-hmm. So I would come in, like I said, a half an hour, hour early, make sure things were set up for my crew. Uh, a lot of times I would stay over, clock out now, mm-hmm. stay over, and make sure things were set up for the, the second crew, the night crew. Wow. Didn't, didn't have to do it now. But um, that's just, you know, how I was raised and how I've developed as a worker. You know, I want to make sure my team looks good mm-hmm. as well as, you know, make sure the company looks good. Right. So um, with that being said, I had a situation where I lived like mm-hmm. literally like not even a good half a mile from my job. I mean, mm-hmm. you could certain pieces of property, you could probably look and see my apartment complex. Wow. But anyway, it was during one Christmas, and that particular Christmas, they implemented the rule of, you know, if you come in late or um, if you don't show up, you're not getting paid for your holiday pay. Right. This, this was a rule, you know, they implemented, everybody knew this. <clears throat> well... I had came in early that day. I want to say it was a good hour. I came in early mm-hmm. to get things set up, but I accidentally forgot and left my damn um, steel toe boots at home. Wow. So I go and tell the supervisor who's over our line, who's uh-huh. directly one of my bosses. You know, hey man, I forgot I left my my steel toes. I was trying to make sure we got this line, uh, you know, running right before uh, everybody else got here. Right. So anyway, I tell him, I'm like, hey, I got to go back and get my steel toe. He's like, okay, go ahead. So <laughs> I'm not even gone. I know a good ten minutes. Mm. Not even a good ten minutes. Right back in position. Never missed, you know, a heartbeat there. Mm. Do you not know when I got my damn paycheck, they docked me. Get out of here. I lost my damn holiday pay. Wow, that's crazy. And that right there, that lesson taught me there is no fucking loyalty when it comes down to a company. Mm. Motherfucker, you are just a number. I don't give a damn how much you bust your ass. I don't care how much you try to make sure this company succeeds, this Mm -hmm. line succeeds. Your bosses look good. At the end of the day, you are a number. That's crazy. Yeah, so that right there was the lesson I learned that I don't give a damn how hard you work, how much you go out of your way to make sure things are right with your Mm -hmm. employer. Wow. At the end of the day, you're just a number, homie. So Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's one of the lessons I learned the hard way, but it is Mm. what it is. Right, right, right. Wow. So, um, so what I want to do, um, I want to jump into expectations. That's a little up on our list. Why? Well, because, because right. I feel like the the conversation about obligations kind of blends with expectations. Yeah. And um, and it's like you know the people around us. They have certain expectations, especially family, especially certain friends. 
And of course, our children, they have these expectations. Um, and, you know, to, to, to juggle the word obligation and expectations together, you know, what, did, what in your opinion, what is the best way to deal with expectations from, <laughs> from family, friends, and children? Oh, man. All right, I'm breaking this one down. <laughs> as far as kids, my son is still very young. Uh-huh. Um, I watch him, though. Right. I, I think that my expectations for him right now are just to the point of, let me see how you shape yourself. You know, right. let, me, let me fill in the blanks for you, but let me give you that space to see which way you want to go with your life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how you develop as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, his future expectations I have for him are, I'm the type of father I believe, and again, this goes back to how my father raised me, is I think he was a little more hands-off. My mm-hmm. father, he was the type that, or is the type that, he'll let you run out there oh so far, and then when he see your ass going toward the edge, that's when he'll grab you and say, hey, come on back. Mm-hmm. Me, I think my style of parenting will be uh, a little more, let me see what you're going to do, but I want to stick a little bit closer to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be able to guide him a little bit more and instruct him a little bit more. Um, help him uh, get past some of those hurdles that I had to face the hard way. Right. I was, uh, I was kind of a hard-headed-ass child. Mm. I'll be real with you. <laughs> I, I was that type of kid, you know, nigga, let me see what I can do first. Right, right. Uh, yeah, you saying that's going to happen, but I... Let me see what's going on. Mm. But um, as far as family, my expectations for my family, that's a good question. Um, I think the only expectations I have are for my wife and my son. Um, My father, he's at that age now where uh, he's retired. He's just living his life. Mm -hmm. So I just let him do what he do. You know what I'm saying? He's single now, so he he doesn't have any worries. Right. He's just sitting back, collect collecting the check, playing with his man toys, as they say. Mm-hmm. But friends, I think I have more expectations for my friends than I do anyone else, simply because um, I always keep it real with my friends, and they keep it real with me, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had some friends where I expected them. I, I thought we were on the same uh, plane as far as like what we expected from each other. Right. Which was just be straight up. You know, if you got a problem, let's talk about it. Uh, if you got an issue with someone else, if you want to talk to me about it, let me help you talk it out. And, you know, we'll determine what's the best way to go with it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't have very high expectations, but I do expect for you to be honest with me and, you know, have my back just like I don't have your back. You know what I'm saying? If a motherfucker talk uh, outside of your mouth, you know, about you, nigga, you might as well be talking outside your mouth about me, yeah. depending on what you say. 
Right. And right, I'm gonna right. correct you right then. Like, hey, if you feel this way about my friend, then you need to talk to him about that. But you're not gonna sit up here in my presence and talk about my boy like that mm-hmm. or my homegirl. That, that shit is just not gonna happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I guess for me, my expectations of people, children, family, friends, it's it's like on a an even plane and mm-hmm. it's like there's certain friends family members that have higher expectations than I do with others um, as far as my children um, I used to have very very high expectations for my oldest son because of how he kind of started out his adulthood I will say um, you know, we haven't had the, the greatest of relationships, you know, in his, in his younger days, but, you know, as he got older and we started communicating a little more, it's like, I didn't force expectations on him, but I would tell him things that I personally knew would be beneficial. And I expect, I truly expected him to follow through because I knew it would put him in a better position. Um, being that he did not fully engage in those things, my expectations started to go lower and lower and lower because at the end of the day, I can't spend that energy expecting you to operate at a certain level and you choose not to. So. I'm just going to pull my expectations back because it's like, you know what? Hey, if you do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. Right. Well, my youngest son, I have very high expectations for him because he's operating at a high level. Um, He's in high school now and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a pretty much straight A student, uh, takes uh, those AP classes or whatever you call them. Um, he's in a whole bunch of sports. He doesn't get in trouble. Um, you know, so for him, I have very, very high expectations because that's what he's presenting. And that's where that is with that. Um, as far as friends, depends on who they are. Uh, because friends come, friends go. You can't yeah, always call a friend a friend. Damn, um, so, you know, and, and I've learned for over a long time that, you know, if a friend has another friend, and, and like you was kind of saying, if you're going to talk about me or talk about them, you might as well be talking about me. I've, I've seen it, you know, and, and, and even in some of my, you know, mess ups i've been a part of that kind of dynamic where you know yeah i talk about you blah 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 but at the, you know at the end of the day you know when it comes to those type of expectations it's like i expect people to be people and uh i can't always expect you to operate how i would operate depending on whatever relationship that we have if we have right. a certain type of relationship then there are things i expect you to do 
or how I expect you to act or, you know, something like that. But outside that, those expectations, they're fluid. They, uh, they're dynamic and they, you know, they vary. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I'm not going to get butt hurt because you don't meet my expectations. I'm just going to take it as, you know what, we're not there at that point. So I'm not going to have those type of expectations for you. Right. So with that being said, uh, are you a better friend than people or two people? Or do you think they're a better friend to you? Um, And that goes back to what I was saying. Uh, There's certain people that I'm a better friend than they are to me. And some people are better friends to me than I am to them. Um, I, and I can say sometimes, um, you know, I could be ignorant to certain, you know, relationships, you know, take advantage of them, not purposely, but, you know, and I'm not going to say shit happens, you know, there's sometimes, you know, I could be on my bullshit. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I'm going to be straight up because, you know, I know a couple people can, could look me in my face and be like, yo, you on that, bu- you on that bullshit, you know, Right. Um, I was a good friend to you, a good, you know, lover to you, girlfriend, whatever the case may be. And, you know, I ain't do nothing wrong to you. And you did this to me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, damn, yeah, I did that. You know, I messed up. Um, and then, you know, if, if that's a relationship or friendship or whatever the case may be that can stand through that, you know, I, I can, I can make up for that in, in my own way. Um, I can make up for that in a way that's, you know, satisfying to you to where I can redeem my friendship with you. But, right. you know, for the most part, to a lot of people, I'm a better friend than to them than they are to me. Because one thing about me, um, and I know a lot of people talk a lot of crazy shit about me or whatever the case may be, which I don't give a damn. Right. The one thing that I can say, a lot of people uh i can consider myself a friend to them because no matter what they're dealing with or going through whatever you know it's a lot of things that you know they come to me and and as a good friend i'm gonna hold that like in the vault uh but they don't they don't give that same mutual thing and you know that kind of just blows my mind sometimes i feel you um would I say I'm a better friend than some of my friends are to me? To some of my friends, I'll be honest. I'll be completely, totally real with you about that. Um, I think with my friends, because all of them are so spread out, you know, across the country and shit, mm-hmm. is we good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's kind of like me and you, we we live so far apart from each other, but it's like when we together, nigga, it's like we never parted. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, yeah. But um, I do have some female friends that I probably could have been a better friend to. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because I'm a Taurus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not with that bullshit, bro. And some female friends... I, I, they with that drama, you know what I'm saying? Right. So when they 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 come up with that drama like that, I'm like, the first two or three times, I got you. Mm-hmm. But when I see that there's a pattern of you, you know, choosing these niggas that ain't about shit, 
And then you want me to come and, you know, be there with you while you're going through these struggles with these niggas? I'm not going to keep doing that for you. I'm not. So if you want to call me a bad friend for choosing not to partake in your BS, you got me on that one. I'll take that shot. But um, I try to be the best friend that I can to to all my friends. And I don't have a whole lot of friends like that. You know, I, yeah. there's niggas I know, and then there's niggas I fuck with. So no. if I fuck with you, we down like four flat tires. If I know you, <clears throat> holler at me and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not going to go out my way to, you know, screw myself over because of your situation. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another thing about that is, um, I can't stand for, and this mostly happens with dudes. I can't stand for a dude to be like, Oh yeah, you, my brother, you, my this, you, my that, blah, blah, blah. And you talking about me behind my back or whatever the case may be, whatever you doing. And I don't address it to you because it's coming from to me from a third party. So it's like, you know, if it's coming to me from a third party and I keep hearing it, but you know, I'm also seeing how you're acting, you know, it's like, uh, all right, it is what it is. But at the same time, if somebody run back to you and say, oh yeah, well he this and he that, don't come up in my face talking that nonsense because you've already violated uh, that, that, that whole friendship, you my brother thing by talking crazy about me when I ain't never said nothing about you. Right. Now, and you can't get mad at me and come at me sideways because somebody said something to you when, homie, you've been talking about me for months. <laughs> for months. Or, or even years you've been talking crazy about me and I ain't never said nothing about you or whatever the case may be. I ain't never wronged you or whatever the case may be. Like, and, and, and what burns me up with that is I could know that you did mad dirt and you might be in a relationship, married, or, or you know, a business deal or whatever the case may be. Right. And you've done mad dirt and been talking about me and I ain't said nothing about you. To, to to cause that and then when I talk about you and, and and express my displeasure with you now you want to circle around back around the horn and come back and be talking about man I heard you said blah 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 <laughs> and I swear it 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 takes everything in me to bite my tongue to not say anything because it's like if I say something to you I know you're gonna lie to me and <laughs> it's like right you already <laughs> I, know what the deal is I I don't I wrote merry-go-rounds a long time ago. I'm not trying to get on a merry-go-round with you about, you know, this nonsense that that could have been prevented by you sticking to your word or calling me your brother or whatever the case may be. And yeah, you know, stuff like that. It it is it blows my entire mind. And that was part 2 of obligations and expectations. I hope you enjoyed it so far. Stay tuned because part three is right on the way.